anytime you can spend local, whether that is with a business that was 100% generated here locally or a business that local people brought here to this area, it's important to spend your money there because that is the lifeblood of Jefferson Parish. That is what keeps our community moving. It keeps us in business. It keeps our sales tax revenue pumping and it, it keeps everything um, the way it needs to be here. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. I can't believe it, but we have already reached the end of season three, and we have an amazing finale episode for you today. This week, I interviewed Councilman Scott Walker, Council at Large, Division B, who is a relative newcomer to the Jefferson Parish Council. But he's certainly not a newcomer to Jefferson Parish. Councilman Walker was born and raised here, and you may know him from his time on television at local news station WDSU, where he was an anchor from 2009 to 2018. He left his 23-year local news career to open a media consulting firm, and then he opened the first Shipley Donuts location in Southeast Louisiana as well. He was a very busy guy even before being elected to the Jefferson Parish Council. Scott came onto the council during a challenging year for all of us around the world, and so we talked about that during this interview. We discussed the pandemic and its impact on his first year in office, and some of the projects he's most proud of since joining the council in January. We also talked in great depth about the Spend Local JP campaign and got his perspective on the importance of supporting Jefferson Parish businesses, both from the council side and from the business owner side. And finally, we chatted about the future and what he hopes to achieve in 2021. I really enjoyed speaking with the councilman. It was such an illuminating discussion that I hope all of you will enjoy as much as I did. Well, Councilman Walker, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. Well, first and foremost, one of the questions that I have always asked, I guess, since this pandemic started, I mean, gosh, it's been months now, but a lot of our guests, when they come on the show, I want to know, how are you doing? How are things? I just feel like it's one of those those times this year has just been absolutely crazy. And so I always like to do sort of a pulse check with, with our guests when they come on. So how are you? I think we're doing fine. Uh, obviously, nobody expected a worldwide pandemic when <laughs> I ran for office and when we were sworn in in January. But this is what it is. And I think everybody's put in certain places for certain reasons. And we're here. We're doing the best we can to get through this. And it's been a challenge day after day, week after week, month after month. But I think we've done some good things as a council. and We've done some really good things as a parish to get through this. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about some of those things just a little later on. So we're now uh, over a year out from when you were elected into this role. Let's talk a little bit about what made you want to become a council member. Well, I think it, it was a desire to give back, to serve the community and to help Jefferson Parish. I mean, I was born here. I was raised here. I moved away for a little while to go to uh, college after I graduated from Brother Martin in 1993. I moved back in 2009. And, you know, it was just a, a desire after I left TV to continue to, to do things for Jefferson Parish. I, I liken TV a lot to politics, to this position, yeah. because it's public service just in a different way. When you're on TV, you deal with a severe weather situation or um, anything that leads to continuous coverage, whether it's a theater shooting or severe weather, whatever it may be. 
and you serve the public in that way. Whereas on the council, we're doing it, we're doing basically the same thing, just in a different way. We push out information as much as we can and as fast as we can. And that's what I think that we do best right now. And through this pandemic, we've done best is really push out as much pertinent and valuable information as we can, as quickly as we can. And that's, I think my background in TV helps out tremendously with that. We do share something in common here in that we both uh, were, were in television. Um, you obviously had much more longevity um, in your role than, than I did. I was in TV for just a couple of years in Baton Rouge. But it really is so interesting how it prepares you for, for so many different types of things. I feel like it's, it's a wide range of, of things that you're, you're dealing with that you might not expect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every day there's something, but I do draw on that experience quite a bit. And I think when it comes to engaging with people and and just talking to people, that it does help a great deal. I mean, I, I came when I came into office, one thing that I told my staff and one thing I emphasize every day is that we have to be reachable, we have to be responsive, and we have to solve problems. That's why we're here. And I think sometimes the longer you're in a position, the easier it is to forget why you're there, and that's to serve the people that put you here. So that's what I try to do every day is just come in with, with no agenda, with no preconceived notions about anything, just help the people who have issues that need solving. Which is just an absolutely wonderful way to look, look at it. So you mentioned this early on in your comments, but 2020 has been challenging and unprecedented to say the least. You're new to the council, you're navigating a global pandemic. So let's talk a little bit about what this time has been like for you. Oh, it's been fun. Hasn't it been fun for everybody? It's been great. <laughs> no, well, it's, you know, on the first day of the shutdown, when, you know, all of our, my staff stayed at home, I stayed at home for a little while. We didn't come into the government building for three months on uh, either side of the river. We were working completely remotely, but I think we had intentions on doing some of that anyway, before the pandemic struck. So when it happened, we were ready to roll. We had Zoom meetings every morning at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, I forget now, but uh, every morning I got together with my staff via Zoom. We talked about issues. We talked about emails that we got, phone calls that we got. We're monitoring everything as if we were in the office and we were able to function as if we were in the office. Obviously the, the public appearances and public events weren't happening at that time, but um, in terms of doing the business of government, we were still able to do that mm -hmm. without ever taking a break uh, during the pandemic. We had conference calls daily with parish leadership and uh, stayed in tune on those things, what major issues we're, we're dealing with in the parish, what needed attention, what didn't. And um, we really didn't miss a beat. And I, I was proud of how we responded to that. We did a couple of remote council meetings. And then I think we were the first group in Jefferson Parish, first government group, or really anywhere uh, in this region to go back to in-person meetings after we put wow. safety precautions in place. You didn't really miss a beat. It, I mean, I, I noticed with, you know, with the entire parish council, with the parish president, all the work was still happening, even while folks were, you know, at, at home or quarantined or, or whatever the case may be, which I just, I think is a real testament to the people that are on that council and the Jefferson Parish staff. Yeah, it's, you know, it was really impressive to see everybody come together and do what we needed to do. And thank goodness for computers. I mean, a decade ago, we couldn't have done Five years ago, we couldn't have done what we did during this pandemic, probably to the extent that we did it. Um, technology has been a great resource and we've utilized it to the fullest. Let's talk about some of the projects or initiatives. I know the pandemic and kind of coming back from, from these challenges has obviously been a top priority for, for you and your team. Are there projects and initiatives that you are most proud of um, since taking office? And this can be resiliency and, and business recovery. 
but it could also be some of the other projects that you've been implementing if, that you'd like to talk about. And one of the big things that we helped resolve at the beginning of the pandemic was um, a train issue in Old Metairie that was really, you know, if you're, if you're familiar with any of the, the train um, gripes in the Old Metairie area, there are quite a few and they've happened for quite a long time. But during the pandemic, there was a particular issue where uh, it was a dispute between two train companies about where they would have their transfer happen between crews. And one train company decided they didn't want to follow the gentleman's agreement that was in place for a long time and do the transfer at the I-10 overpass. Instead, they were going to do it farther down the tracks, which in turn, when the train stopped, blocked three crossings in Old Metairie, three major railroad crossings, oh, wow. Labar, Labar, Atherton, and Hollywood. So basically, it would stop at that spot for an hour plus at a time, and people would be stuck. Emergency vehicles would be stuck. Uh, police units would be stuck and people would be stuck. And it was an, an added hazard during the pandemic with people in strollers, uh, people pushing strollers, people riding bikes, trying to cross the tracks, children with bikes going underneath train cars with their bikes, pushing them underneath and crossing that way. It was really a safety issue that um, was affecting the community in a big way. So what we did after we made a lot of noise on the local level, we were fortunate to be able to get Congressman Steve Scalise involved. And he talked to the National Transportation Safety Board and Eventually, we got the railroad companies to relent and go back to the old transfer point. And trains are still an issue. They still stop occasionally, but they don't do nearly what they did at the beginning of the pandemic. And that went on for a couple of months. So we were fortunate to, to take on the railroads and actually score a victory because that doesn't happen very often. That's one of the big things that we were able to accomplish in spite of the pandemic during the pandemic. That's incredible. And, you know, I think for our listeners, too, that's something that you may not think about the council getting involved with some of these types of projects, but really you guys are so involved with so many different types of things, including railroad transfers. That's, I mean, it's, it's incredible the, the kinds of work that you, that you and your team, the entire council are doing behind the scenes that maybe folks don't even know about. And I think well, that's look, fantastic. And there was something else too that um, bubbled up during the pandemic. People were throwing away 30% more trash in our community and there was a there was a garbage dispute where the company that currently holds our contract waste connections was in jeopardy of losing that and we sort of jumped in and came up with a, a plan to have waste connections and they were good with this sub out part of their garbage collection to the to a different collector on the west bank so we could then have waste connections focus their attention on the east bank while the new sub focused on the west bank and that pickup to kind of save their contract and also save the garbage collection, if you will, across the parish. So it was all picked up in a, in an efficient manner. And there weren't all these missed calls that we were getting missed garbage collection calls that we'd get time and time again. And since then it has improved tremendously. So we were able to uh, get that done during the pandemic as well. So a couple of big challenges that we faced while this was going on and as it continues to go on, um, but a couple of good victories. That's fantastic. And I, I Something think else you wouldn't think about too. Just like uh, no, the train, totally. you don't think about what's going on behind the scenes with the trash. With the trash. No, I mean, it really is. It's incredible what you guys do. It's so, so interesting. I mean, all of these different types of things, again, that people just would not, would not think that their parish council, councilman or councilwoman would have to get involved in. But I, I, I think this is really important for people to know that you've got your fingers on the pulse of, of everything that's, that's happening in the parish. Yeah, I think it's it's important for us to, whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, 
we respond to it and we do something about it. And if we are not the ones to talk to to do something about it, then we point people in the right direction. Absolutely. And we have gotten some of that too. Well, and you touched on this just a little while ago, but your communication with your constitu- your constituents and your residents, you are really active on social media. You're very transparent. You're very reachable. How important is it to you as a council person to be engaged on all of these different types of platforms and to make yourself so available to folks? I think it is the single most important thing. Um, that's what helped me win the election mm-hmm. by after being outspent five to one by my opponent. Um, you know, it was it was an election that common sense tells you I shouldn't have won because of the odds being stacked against me. But we did because we had a huge grassroots effort that focused on social media, that focused on getting out in the community, that focused on shaking as many hands as we could, talking to as many people as we could. We were everywhere. And we put all that stuff on social media and just made a huge production of it over a few months during the campaign. And it paid off in a big way. So um, I was like that during the campaign. I'll continue to be like that. I call several constituents myself when issues present themselves um, several times a week to address issues personally. Uh, My staff handles issues as they come in. Like I said earlier, we uh, make it a point to be responsive and reachable, and you will hear from us the same day when you have a, a complaint that, that you Amazing. need addressed. If, it come, if it's a phone call or an email, you will not get to the end of my four years of my first term where people will be able to say, I didn't hear back from Councilman Walker's office, or I didn't get a response from Councilman Walker's office. Um, I know that that hasn't always been the case here in this building in the past. But as long as I'm in office, that will be the case. You will hear from us. We will do our very best to solve any problem that may be out there. That is so fantastic. And so I just want to mention, too, I run our uh, the Jedco social media channels, all of our different platforms, and I follow all of your social media channels. And I'm so impressed with the content that you push out every day, all the information that's getting out there. And I would say this of the Jefferson Parish the channels as well as social media platforms. But I, I just think it's so wonderful to, to see how you continue to engage with, with folks in so many different ways. And I have to give a tremendous amount of credit to one of the aides on my staff, uh, Ashley Ellis, who is behind uh, much of our social media and was behind much of the social media on the campaign. She worked with me during the campaign. She did it for free because we didn't have any money to pay her. Wow. And I told her when I, when I win this election, you're coming to work for me. And I'm not sure she wanted to at the time. She was a little skeptical of politics, but here she is. And she's doing a tremendous job for us. Um, she really has her finger on the pulse of the social media community. See how I played that in there? Pulse podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, her finger is on the pulse and she does a tremendous job every day just seeing what's happening in the community, what information we can share, um, who's offering specials, what businesses are open, what businesses are closed, whatever the case may be. She's a, she's a tremendous asset to this office and really does a great job putting things out there for the community. That's awesome. She is great. And that actually, I think that that's one of the things that I really want to hit on here too, is you've been very focused on small business and small business recovery. And you see that on your social channels and you see that in just the way that you, uh, the way that you do your work. I want to talk a little bit about your own small business because you are also a small business owner in addition to being a councilman. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your small business. Well, I feel like I'm doing this on both ends. Um, you know, I'm seeing it on both ends. I'm seeing it from the government side and the small business side. And uh, I own a, a donut shop, Shipley Donuts, on Memory Road. We've been in business almost three years. It'll be three years in April. And it's, you know, things are going pretty well until uh, the pandemic hits. So once March 13th, which are, was our last normal day of business, um, passed, 
things got pretty dicey for a while. We closed for a little while, and then we only opened on Saturday and Sunday, uh, just serving glazed donuts by the dozen. Then we eventually grew it out to glazed donuts and chocolate ice by the dozen because we thought the thinking was you just fry them, they go straight from the fryer into the box, and then we take them out to people's cars. They didn't come inside. Uh, there was minimal contact with the with the donuts and the rest of the product. So we thought that was the best, safest way to get it to people. But our business went down 75, 80, 90% in those first weeks. And people just weren't coming out. People weren't doing what they were normally doing on a weekday or a weekend. We rely heavily on the before school crowd, the business crowd. And most of our day's business is done by 11 o'clock. Well, people weren't leaving their house at all before 11 o'clock, really, to come out and do things like that. So uh, we eventually got back to Wednesday through Sunday we were open and then we settled on Tuesday through Sunday where we are right now. We're still closed on Mondays. We still have reduced hours. I went from 17 employees to five, but um, we're, we're seeing seven straight weeks now of an upward trend of our, our weekly sales. So it's been good. It's coming back slowly but surely and people are out and about a little bit more than they used to be, but we're still, I'd say about 30% off of where we were. Your experience, I think, is very similar to a lot of small businesses in, in our, our community. And, and that is one of the reasons why Jedco spearheaded the launch of the Spend Local JP campaign over the summer to encourage residents to support local and educate them on the benefits of spending their dollars here in, in Jefferson. Your office has been such a huge advocate of this campaign and a really huge advocate for our small businesses. Can you talk about the importance of, of spending local and, and what it means to small business owners like yourself? It's huge. Um, and people may look at my business sometimes. I know they have. They see it's, it's a franchise. You know, Shipley is a franchise based in, in Houston. And there are several hundred of the Shipley Donut locations around the Southeast. Mm-hmm. But even though it's a franchise, it's 100% locally owned. And there are other places like that besides the 100% homegrown local businesses. Mm -hmm. So anytime you can spend local, whether that is with a business that was 100% generated here locally or a business that local people brought here to this area, it's important to spend your money there because that is the lifeblood of Jefferson Parish. That is what keeps our community moving. It keeps us in business. It keeps our sales tax revenue pumping and it it keeps everything um, the way it needs to be here. We certainly don't want to discount the value of businesses here that aren't local but there's a certain importance to making sure you spend your money locally when you can with the people who have invested in this community, who took a chance in this community and who continue to persevere through COVID in this community. That's perfect. Perfectly said. Um, That is really the mission of that campaign for us as well. You know, I want to also mention, you know, Jedco, obviously for folks who listen, you know that we are the Economic Development Commission in Jefferson Parish and and our focus is on, you know, creating jobs and investment in, in our community. And so before the pandemic, that was our, our mission and it still is our mission now. Um, so we always like to ask this question of business owners, which is, what do you love about doing business in Jefferson Parish? And I know you're from here originally and you've built your business here. Can you talk about why you love and, and you know, I mean, also the fact that you're on the council, it's you're very embedded in Jefferson Parish. So I feel like this question will... <laughs> This is a question that's like multifaceted, but what do you love about doing business here in JP? What I love about doing business in JP is similar to the reason I live in JP. When I moved back here in 2009, uh, there was no question 
than where I was going to live. It was Jefferson Parish. I grew up in Jefferson Parish, um, spent my youth in Jefferson Parish, spent my high school time in Jefferson Parish, and now spending a good portion of my adulthood in Jefferson Parish. I just think it's, it's always been the place where I wanted to be. I wasn't going to move to the North Shore. I wasn't going to move to New Orleans. This was it for me and my family. This is where I wanted my kids to grow up, and this is where we wanted to, to spend our money. And after we were back here for a few years, had the opportunity to open my business here, and um, that's where I knew the first one would be. If we ever do more of these locations, there they could be in other parishes, but the first was going to be in Jefferson Parish. And I, I just think that the people in this community, and specifically the community where we are, uh, in Old Metairie, on Metairie Road, right at Metairie Road in Labar. The community embraced us so much, and we've become such a part of the community there, whether it's uh, providing donuts for school events or festivals or birthday parties or whatever it may be. Um, we've just been a big part of the community. The community's embraced us, and it's it's that feeling of home that you get in Jefferson Parish. Try not to sound cliche or corny, but I think Jefferson Parish can just be a, a homey place and a friendly place to do business. It really is such a wonderful place to do business. And I, of course, I'm biased given that I work for the Economic Development Commission. But I think one of the things that we have really enjoyed so much in seeing you in this role as councilman and as a business owner is that you've been such an advocate for the business community. Um, and that's just, I, I love to see those two, those two sides converge. And I know many of our council members um, share that same sentiment. The business is such a, a big piece of the puzzle and what makes, a, you know, a, a parish tick and, you know, thrive. You know, as all these businesses do, do their pandemic and post-pandemic work when we get there, it's a testament to what they mean to Jefferson Parish and how dedicated they are to Jefferson Parish. You've seen a lot of these businesses, as we talk about, them thriving in Jefferson Parish in spite of the pandemic, new openings that I know you're familiar with in Jefferson Parish. We had Total Wine open up, which I think is tremendous for Jefferson Parish. I've been there several times, probably too many times. <laughs> Lakeside Shopping Center is doing well in spite of it all. Uh, you don't see a lot of malls around the country that can have the success that Lakeside still has today. Creole Creamery opened right across from us on Metairie Road. Uh, there's just a lot happening here locally, and it's exciting to see the growth and the potential growth despite where we are, the challenges that we faced over the past few months in Jefferson Parish. And, you know, I mean, in those bigger companies too, I was just this week, we're putting out a press release about some um, exciting news for the Avondale shipyard property. And they're getting, they got a huge grant to. Um, yeah, that's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. A huge grant to help with their you know, renovation of their cargo docks. And so even in the midst of this pandemic, we're still seeing progress being made in our business community. And I think that's one of the reasons why we remain such a destination for business and a hub for innovation here is just, you know, there's just constant work being done behind the scenes to, to improve our, our business community and grow our, our businesses here. And look, you all, you all do a tremendous job with that. You had a recent award that was huge and Inter internationally recognized as one of the, the best at what you do. And that's, that's just a testament to, to what you all mean to Jefferson Parish and, and the type of uh, value that you bring to this parish. Don't let me forget, uh, I don't want to forget El Gato Negro that also opened on the West Bank yes. in Gretna recently, which I can't wait to get over to. And uh, there's a new coffee shop on Metairie Road as well that is an interesting story. It's called uh, Moxie. It's a small place right behind a hair salon on Metairie Road called Glow. And the people who own Glow also opened this small little coffee shop next to their building, like right behind it, where, you know, you can have coffee when you go get your hair done or you can just stop by. It's a small place. You can't really eat in, but it's a pick up and go type of place. And it's a really cool concept. I think they'll do well 
where they are too. You can never have too many coffee shops in my mind. That, that is so true. I'm going to have to go check them out. I love, I love coffee shops. I love coffee. I feel like I'm just basically running like on caffeine all of the time. So that's great news. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I think I'm made fun of a little bit because I'll usually have four cups before 11 o'clock. Oh, <laughs> so. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Switching gears here a little bit. Let's, let's talk about priorities through this last quarter and into 2021. What do you see as some of the biggest priorities for these last couple of months of the year? And what are you kind of looking forward to in, in 2021? Well, I think hopefully in 2021, we can sort of get to some of the things that we talked about during the campaign. And that's, um, you know, looking at our housing stock and helping come up with incentives to revitalize that housing stock a little bit, and make Jefferson mm-hmm. Parish an attractive place or more attractive place for younger people to move to, do business to, have fun in. Live, work, and play is obviously um, a goal of a lot of people in Jefferson Parish, and uh, that's something we'd like to focus more on in 2021. And of course, continued redevelopment of our economy through businesses. We want to identify new businesses that we can help open in Jefferson Parish, along with you all, and along with uh, the Chamber, try and bring these people here, incentivize them in any way that we can to get them to come here, especially if they're a name operation, you know, a place that we, we want to get places in Jefferson Parish that other parishes say, wow, look what Jefferson Parish got. I can't believe that that place is coming to Jefferson Parish. We wanted them to come to our parish, but Jefferson Parish got them. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see accomplished in the next three and a half years of this term and hopefully another four years after that for me to get some big things done in JP. That's fantastic. And those, those priorities really align with the priorities of JEDCO. You mentioned housing stock. That's something that has been a priority for, for many, many years for our organization. And we developed uh, alongside parish president, Cynthia Lee Shang, the housing stock enhancement strategic plan. Um, there's a new model home in Terrytown that's being built as part of the neighborhood revitalization strategic plans. So there's, there's a lot of work happening, happening around housing stock on the West Bank. Right. And that, yeah. And that's what started it all. You know, they, when Ricky Template, uh, my colleague on the council and, and Cynthia, when she was on the council, um, started that, that sort of got things rolling. And Terrytown is one of the first subdivisions in Jefferson Parish uh, mm-hmm. back in the, in the sixties. And they really built the first houses like that, those ranch style houses, the three, two, 1300 square foot, 1400 square foot home. That's where Jefferson Parish began its housing developments. So I think the more we can revitalize what's there and as some of our population starts to age out of those homes and wants to find different places to be, whether it's a, a condominium or somewhere that's a little more convenient to shopping and retail, a mixed use type of community, we need to be able to get younger, yes. younger residents of Jefferson Parish into those, into those homes and give them a reason to remodel them and bring them back into commerce because a lot of them need pretty hefty renovations at this point. And we want to make that a little bit easier for them. That is spot on. That's exactly what we're hoping to do. We know that the parish council is such a, a great partner in all of this. And Jedco, really, I feel like the parish council spearheads is spearheading this. And Jedco is a partner because there's a lot of other partners as well, like the JPFA and Noel and the, the planning department at the parish. I mean, it, it takes a, a village to do this kind of work. And so we're really grateful to have a council that, that gets it. <laughs> we like to think we do. <laughs> and I know that other people have pointed out if we don't. So we have to stay on our toes with y'all. Certainly. Well, in January, you will be a year into this role. Uh, so what is your favorite part about this work? My favorite part so far is, is being part of the solution. It's mm-hmm. helping people in Jefferson Parish when they have issues. I mean, that's really, like I said before, that's the reason I'm here. I didn't have any support in my election, minus 
minus a few organizations. Uh, um, certainly didn't have the political support during my election. So I came into office with zero allegiances, zero preconceived notions about anything. So I can honestly say that I come into work every day, politics aside, looking for the best solution for people in this parish and businesses. Uh, you know, we hear from businesses all the time too, and we want to help in any way that we can. And that to me is the best part of this job is coming in and being able to make a difference because we've seen a difference that we can make so far in the first 10 months in office. Now there are some things and there are some days that I bang my head against the wall about, but those are things that I have to get used to in some respects, mm -hmm. but some I'm going to keep fighting to change and I'm going to bang my head a little bit less in 2021. I hope. <laughs> Well, as we move into the holiday season and then this new year, are there any key messages that you want to share with uh, Jefferson Parish residents and, and business owners? First, uh, candy corn is the best candy of the Halloween season. <laughs> oh, no. no. So that's, that's one <laughs> message to share, that, that candy corn is, is a vital part of our community and it needs to be respected as such. Oh, gosh. There's I don't lot, know if I share that same sentiment. There's a lot of candy corn hate in this world. And we need to come together over candy corn, especially with this being an election season. I think we can come together, find common ground over candy corn, hopefully. Um, but seriously, um, as we move into 2021, I think there are going to be some challenges in our business community in 2021. Um, some of them have weathered the storm to this point, but now it's going to be, what will 2021 look like for our businesses? And I think there are still some problems ahead. And we'll be responsive to those. We'll listen to those. And as a council, we'll make whatever adjustments we can make on our end to make it easier for our businesses in Jefferson Parish. Because if you look at the sales tax revenue, we're on track to be up 12% for the year, uh, year to year from July to, to uh, well, the most recent one was September, or excuse me, August was the latest report to come out. And we're up about 12% year to year. But those sales taxes are driven by grocery stores, home improvement stores, and car dealerships. So we know those businesses are doing well. Other businesses continue to struggle and they're not generating the sales tax they once did. So 2021 is going to be a chance for us to, to do some great things in Jefferson Parish and to help some businesses survive at the same time. But this is a real opportunity for us because um, of some things happening in parishes around us. I think Jefferson Parish has a real opportunity to shine in the next year and beyond. I'm high on Jefferson Parish. I'm bullish. <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about that I haven't asked? I think I just want to let people know that if, if there's ever an issue and you can't get results anywhere else, you can contact us and we will do our very best to, to get results for you and solve the issue that you need solved. My email is scottwalker.jeffparish.net and our phone number is 736-6016. We can be reached during the week. We monitor mail on the weekends, uh, email on the weekends. So we'll, we'll be here, we'll be reachable, and we'll work for the people of Jefferson Parish. That's what I can honestly say that we're going to do day in and day out. I love that. That is a great way to end. Councilman Scott Walker, it has been such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time. I know you're incredibly busy. And so we just appreciate this conversation so much. My pleasure, Kelsey. Thank you. A special thanks to Councilman Walker for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. As with all of the council and administration, Scott and his team are very available to support you, our business community. We've linked to his webpage and the Jefferson Parish website on our podcast blog, which can be found at jedco.org in the newsroom. As I mentioned earlier in the show, today is our season three finale, and we will be going on hiatus through the rest of 2020. 
We may have some new bonus episodes that pop up this year, but the next full season will be released in the beginning of 2021. We're talking all things financing and focusing on many of the small businesses that have received financing from Jedco to start up or grow. We think you are going to love what our borrowers have to say. In the meantime, please continue to visit our website for COVID-19 updates and information about phase recovery. We remain a resource to our businesses as all of us navigate through this pandemic. As a reminder, especially as we move into the holiday season, please continue to support and spend local. You can check out our Spend Local JP initiative on our website at spendlocaljp.org. It has a wide variety of resources, information, and education to support our Jefferson Parish businesses. That's spendlocaljp.org. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our podcast, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. They are hugely helpful. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. Again, you can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at ksgram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next season.